Well, good morning. How are we doing today, folks? Let's see if we can find our theme song from Joe and Woody and the boys of the road crew. Just take me a second and we will have that for you. How's things in East Lansing this morning? Cold as usual, I see. Apologize for the delays here, folks, but you know how this goes with Mayberry Television sometimes. It's we're uh, in. Uh, Mr. Nolan, how are you doing today? Still in South Carolina? We've uh, encountered uh, just the slightest of uh, difficulties this morning. But uh, kind of like being like, say, what, you know how this goes with Mayberry Television when I'm on the road. We are here in uh, uh, Burbank, California, uh, Motel Safari. 1957 little time capsule. Last night I found uh, a great little restaurant. We tried to find these little backwater places and little time capsules. We found the Talleyrand restaurant just down the street. Been there since 1959. So we've had kind of a nice immersion in uh, Burbank history the last few days. Miss Maggie Nolan. Keith, how are things in Arizona for you this morning? Well, very good. Very good. Uh, okay, um, just bringing a couple updates. We're going to make this a little short here this morning. Like I said, we got a late start, had a little few technical difficulties, but... Uh, Autobooks, Aerobooks. We haven't been over there since before the apocalypse started. Uh, 2019, we usually make that an annual book signing in uh, December. And this was our first trip since 2019. And uh, they don't disappoint. So uh, if you are looking for signed copies of my books, they have a large selection now, all ready to go. And of course, they have a store online so you can order from them. So we have uh, questions here. The signed books that you can order now or pick up while you're traveling are at the uh, Wagon Wheel Motel in Cuba, Missouri. We have uh, Home Again on 66, which is uh, in Pontiac, Illinois, at the Route 66 Museum there in uh, Pontiac, Illinois. The Mojave Museum of History and Arts in Kingman, Arizona. Uh, Jackass Junction in Oatman, Arizona. And Fast Fannies up in Oatman. Uh, they also have copies of my books. Miss Maggie, good to hear that. You bet. Hey, uh, uh, as far as Michigan goes, had some great conversations yesterday with some folks that had moved out west from Kalamazoo in the 1950s. And they had been uh, working, his father had worked at Checker there in Kalamazoo, the Checker Cab Manufacturing Company. And we had a great conversation on that, filled in some blanks. Even though I wrote the book on uh, the Checker Cab Manufacturing Company some years ago, 
there's still so many unanswered questions uh, about that company. It's made it a real uh, challenge to decipher the history. Uh, David Markin, once they ceased production in 1982, they... Uh, uh, prohibited access to the archives, and a lot of that history has been lost. It was kind of like, say, a random program this morning. I just wanted to bring you up. What we did, usually what uh, when I come in from California, we'll follow Route 66 uh, down the Cajon Pass and then on Foothill Boulevard, Colorado Boulevard into Pasadena, and then uh, downtown L.A. This time we tried something a little bit different. Uh, we took uh, across the desert from Victorville, to Palmdale and, and came in that way. What we were following was old US-6. And uh, US-6 has been, been of, uh, a highway of interest. And you folks have heard me say this on more than one occasions, that uh, US-6 is most intriguing. In 1964, US Highway 6 was truncated at Bishop, California. But originally, it had run from Long Beach, California, to Cape Cod, Massachusetts. It was the longest U.S. highway, and it was the only U.S. highway to go north and south. Uh, and so I was following some of the truncated alignment. Uh, I was surprised to see that it was marked in a couple places up near Palmdale because that was, like, say, bypassed back in 1964. So it's been a road trip. Uh, we'll have a blog or two up here real soon on our website, Jim Hinckley's America. Share some photos with you, uh, some inspiration, if you will, for some great places to eat. Found a couple. Uh, stopped at Emma Jean's Hollenberger yesterday in Victorville. Made sure they were still there. And Emma Jean's is one of those places where you do not judge a book by the cover. It's pretty wore down at the heel, but... Uh, Gosh, it's been there since 1953. It was, a, it was a truck stop there on Route 66 across from the cement plant. Still going strong. Uh, still serving their signature Hollenburgers. That's uh, one you can add to your list. And uh, I was really glad to see that the apple pie is still good at uh, the Ludlow Cafe. Out there in Ludlow. That's about all that's left. Uh, Dairy Queen. Uh, and uh, the cafe. You know, I've got a question. Anybody out there, have you ever stayed at the Ludlow Motel? That That's an experience I have not had yet, and I'm kind of curious. Everything I hear about it is that it's a, it's a good, clean motel. But uh, I've never stayed there, never had the opportunity. Yeah, one of the things I'd recommend is if you do uh, visit Ludlow, there's something a lot of people miss. From the Ludlow Cafe, drive up behind the store, behind the cafe, and, um, oh, good, Nolan. Uh, what, what, can you fill in some details? Now, as I understand it, you check in at the motel across the street, and then... Uh, Yeah, I, I, you know, 14 people. Uh, well, Nolan, I didn't know there was that many people there. I'll also tell you about my episode in Drake. I was told it was a town of five people, and to see the fifth person, I had to shave in the morning. 
But if you, uh, next time you're in Ludlow, if you drive behind the cafe towards the railroad tracks, it'll really surprise you. Uh, and it, you'll notice, first of all, behind the cafe, about two blocks, is a large two-story building that's kind of collapsed. It came down in an earthquake a few years ago. But you'll be surprised to see that that is signed as Main Street, and there's absolutely nothing there. But uh, there's block after block of sidewalks and staircases going to empty lots. And at one time, Ludlow was the center of uh, National Old Trails Road, the uh, uh, Route 66 traffic, of course, and it was also the Arrowhead Highway, which funneled uh, traffic before the U.S. highway system from Los Angeles to Salt Lake uh, City. And then you had the uh, railroad junction. You had a uh, railroad running south into the Bullion Mountains there supplying the mines. The big one was the Tidewater Tonopah Railroad, which ran from uh, Ludlow up into the gold fields, up in uh, Goldfield, Nevada, up towards Rhyolite, up in that country. So it's been a good trip. I haven't been out this way, like say, since 2019. And I wanted to renew my uh, situation. I have some good news. The Route 66, they have repaired some of the bridges and reopened the road between Amboy and Ludlow. That's a new development. Uh, I have I have no, no time on when they're going to be opening the rest of the road out towards Chambliss. Oh, you're thinking Cadiz Summit. Uh, from Essex to Cadiz Summit, that is all still closed all the way down to Amboy. It's, um, the desert is still a good time to, that's the, this is the best time to be exploring the Mojave out there. I'm an old desert rat. I'm one of the dry roasted nuts, but I got enough sense to stay out of that country come July. Goffs, California is uh, going well. Uh, Dennis Casaber passed away a couple of years ago, but uh, they've got some folks out there that are uh, keeping his vision alive. The museum is still very active, very busy. His work on the Mojave Road has really greatly been appreciated. You'd be, there's a lot of folks now that are uh, organizing tours out there, Jeep tours, four-wheel tours on the Mojave Road. Anybody familiar with the Mojave Road? It, it predates the railroad. It was the main transportation corridor across the uh, uh, Mojave Desert before the railroad in uh, 1881, 1882. But before that, what a lot of people don't realize is that was a Native American trade route uh, going back thousands of years. When you that, that section of Route 66, for example, from Needles up through Oatman, that was part of that uh, Native American trade route. And... Uh, Father Garces was the one that first really documented that back in 1776, his expeditions with the De Anza expeditions. I'm trying to answer questions as fast as I can here for you. Yeah, um, uh, if you're familiar with Ed's Camp up there by uh, in the Black Mountain Sitgrees Pass, if you look past the ruins of Ed's Camp to the west, you'll see a sign that says a uh, little archway that has an L and an M on it. It's called Little Meadows. That was the original, the name for it uh, before it became Ed's Camp in 1919. 
Father Garces camped there during his expeditions of 1776. Yeah. A lot of history there at Ed's camp. A lot of personal history, too, for me. It was my first paying job was working for old man Ed Edgerton up there. That's a story for another day, though. He he was quite a fella. He's the first fella that really kind of got me enamored with the desert. And he was a stereotypical desert rat. He, uh, uh, fascinating fella. He'd set up Ed's camp there about 1919 on the National Old Trails Road. Yeah, uh, he had a... <laughs> He was a stereotypical desert rat. He um, he put on his long underwear come December, and it usually changed it about July. But it might have started out white, but it wasn't by then. And I think he was had an allergic reaction to soap because he didn't seem to use it very much. Noah and I did not know that the cafe. I didn't know the cafe stayed open that late in Ludlow. Uh, clean is the only thing that matters. Outdated is not uh, the, the has no bearing on things for me. Uh, one of the one of the, on the last trip, uh, one of the most interesting motels you were asking. Uh, going to Illinois um, motels that we encountered. Uh, there's one in Atlanta, Illinois. Um, it's a port in the storm. The place is surprisingly clean, but uh, it, 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 it's definitely old, and it's it's pretty rough around the edges. But if I was traveling 66 through that part of Illinois and got caught up in a snowstorm, I wouldn't have any problem staying there. No. Uh, Ludlow is a good base camp. Uh, Needles, California, would really surprise you about uh, the changes. I just attended a tourism conference in Needles before I came over here, and uh, it looks like they are beginning work on... Uh, they're getting some real progress on the El Garces down in Needles, California. But we're going to have a whole lot to talk about here uh, in the next couple of weeks. And keep sending me your questions, and uh, I will do my best to answer them for you. And the website, like I say, we will be updating uh website. We've got some new recommendations to add to that section. And uh, future podcasts, we'll talk about uh, Southern California. There's a lot of aversions. You know, the big cities in general get short shift, especially with Route 66 enthusiasts. And uh, for good reason, I understand it. It's it's a matter of perception. It's uh, Traffic is just something you, you deal with here in Southern California. And it has been since, gosh, since the 40s. But you can work around that if you're a little bit creative. Sunday morning, uh, I'll tell you, I have traveled uh, Colorado uh, Boulevard, Foothills Boulevard, uh, down through into Eagle Rock, uh, down Fair Oak out of Pasadena into downtown L.A. And on Sunday, you can, gosh, if early in the morning, you can stand right in the street and take photographs. It's, it's not, uh, traffic's not, not that bad at all. Ah, well, that's a good question. You know, one of my favorite places to eat in uh, the L.A. area when I'm here is uh, Grand Central Market. 
is uh, downtown LA and the seventh um, and Broadway. It's a few blocks from the original Western terminus of uh, route 66 down in the old theater district. Sunday morning, there's a pretty easy to find parking down there, but anybody familiar with the grand central market? No. Um, they opened in about 1917 and it's a massive food court. Any kind of food that you can remotely imagine or beverage, you can find it there. And, uh, well, every time I go in there, I'm happier than fleas on a puppy. It's just, 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 it's just wonderful. And what really sets it off there is the uh, uh, neon. There's almost a hundred years of neon signage on display. It really, really gives it a great atmosphere. Uh, you know, the homeless situation, that, that's a tough one because um, that's affecting everything everywhere, and I really don't know the answers, and it is a serious problem. Uh, downtown L.A., is, it's, 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 it's a real problem. It's just there's no sugarcoating it. Um, it's, it's, but it's, I'm finding it everywhere. I was in uh, Avia, uh, Oklahoma, out in the Oklahoma panhandle this year, and there was a problem. And in Portland, Maine, I was really surprised by the homeless situation because uh, out here, like Needles, California, and places, it makes sense. You're, uh, you may starve to death, but you won't freeze to death. And uh, you start trying to be homeless in Portland, Maine, and that changes the subject a bit. Well, we intended to keep this relatively brief, but as long as you've got questions, I'll answer them here. You bet. No, uh, you know, like say, I try to, uh, you know me, I, I, I can negotiate through these places, but uh, I'm just not real comfortable. Any place that has more than three stoplights, I start feeling crowded. But if I can deal with this traffic, you can deal with this traffic. No, uh, in answer to your question, I, I did a rental car on this trip. Uh, I was coming back from Needles, California, up through Oatman on uh, Wednesday. And I lost the alternator on the Jeep, and I haven't had a chance to, to do that. So, so we picked up a rental car, a puddle jumper, and uh, it's been quite an experience. It's a Mitsubishi Mirage, and I can see why they call it a Mirage, because you really can't see the car. If, if the car was much smaller, they'd ask me what size I wear before they rent it to me. I, it's the first car I've driven that makes me a little... Uh, they talk about the problem with electric vehicles having uh, range anxiety. Uh, driving across the Mojave Desert in a car with a nine-gallon gas tank, uh, that's range anxiety. You saw that. Yeah, I posted some pictures there. I stopped at Fenner, grabbed a cold drink, and uh, Fenner is on Route 66. That's correct. It is uh, the pre-1931 alignment of Route 66 from Essex to Goffs. That's most, as far as I know, that might be some of the most expensive gas in the United States. $7.49 yesterday. You do pay for the convenience. Hey, folks, you know, I'm going to let you run. I really appreciate everybody. Gosh, we got quite a crowd here this morning and, and uh, kind of a random program. Like I say, when I'm on the road like this, I just simply try to answer uh Answer your questions, fill in the blanks.
Huevos Rancheros. How's that? That's what I ended up, yes, that was my lunch yesterday down there at Holland in my jeans. I'm kind of partial to good green chilies. I got spoiled in New Mexico on that. Guys, you know, I appreciate this has been really random. We don't really have much of a plan when we do this from the road. Uh, just try to answer your questions, inspire a road trip or two. And Yes, yes, that was me. Uh, I'll post those pictures as well with uh, Jay Leno down. He did stop by. He uh, uh, usually stops by my book signings when I'm out here in Burbank. The story of how I met Jay is, uh, well, that's, that's uh, boy, that's a long and complicated and twisted story, but we'll, we'll share that one sometime. Don't forget, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, or this coming Friday, rather, I will have another episode of Car Talk from the Main Street of America. And speaking of Jay Leno, thank you. That's, that's a good question and a good segue here. Uh, for Car Talk from the Main Street of America this coming Friday, that's our recorded podcast. I'll be talking about the uh, 1929 Duesenberg that Jay brought down to the book signing uh, yesterday. The last time I saw the, the Duesenberg, uh, it was in pretty rough shape. It's a very special car. Not only it's a lock-bodied Duesenberg, uh, which is which is pretty rare. As far as I know, it's the only one of its kind. But what really makes this Duesenberg special is Jay tracked it down in New York. He heard rumors. And old car enthusiasts can, can relate to this. It's kind of like fishing stories. Everybody will tell you that they've, they've got one in their garage. and You just hear these stories. They get wilder and wilder. Well, Jay kept hearing about this big luxury car in storage in a parking garage somewhere in New York City. So he just literally started walking New York City and asking at parking garages. It took him a while, and he, he found this uh, Duesenberg, and it was in the hands of the original owner. It was the last Duesenberg. Uh, it's a one-owner car, and it uh, had been in storage there in the garage for over 65 years at that time, and it had been parked in a place where water had continually dripped on the back and had ruined the top, the interior, the wood, and... Uh, it's a, it's a big, massive uh, sedan. Uh, it was a chauffeur-driven car. Uh, when President Hoover visited New York, he rode in this car. It's got some real historic significance. And uh, Jay has done, as always, absolutely a wonderful job restoring it. The, the beautiful silk brocade interior, the, the Italian leather seats. If you ever get a chance to see or hear a Duesenberg, there's nothing like it. They are truly a doozy. Yeah, we've had some good random conversation this morning, haven't we? We've been all over the place. But like my pa said, it's better to fill the head with useless knowledge than no knowledge at all. Guys, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Is there any other questions I can answer for you before I uh, bid adios and... Uh, Go sign some more books. Uh, pay, yeah, uh, check out the uh, Jim Hinckley's America website this week. I'll have uh, a lot of updates. 
Yeah, we've. Uh, I'll have some uh, uh, motel recommendations. I'll have some uh, reviews of restaurants for you, and uh, I'll even throw in some travel tips on how to bypass some of this traffic. My dearest friend, she has been. Uh, she's doing okay. Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, she's recovered pretty well. It, it was a pretty hard tumble, but she's she's doing uh, much better. Thank you. She's always been adventuresome. I uh, wonder how adventuresome she'll be if we try the Angel's Crest Highway this morning in a underpowered uh, car that's about the size of a pregnant roller skate. Guys, thank you for all the questions. And uh, as always, it's good to talk with everyone this morning. Maggie, I'll, see if I'll, I'll send you some photos of that car. Might brighten Charles' day. I know he's a big Packard fan. But you can't beat Duesenbergs. Guys, thank you so very, very much. Let's see if I can button this up and find out what happened here with uh, our music from Joe and Woody and the boys, the road crew. Because it just wouldn't be right now, would it, without that? Let's see if we can uh, make that work for you. How many Packards does he have, Maggie? Wow. I can't imagine. 18 Packards. He's definitely a Packard fan. Guys, thank you so very much. Uh, we do seem to be having one more technical difficulty. We cannot get our theme song going this morning. I want to thank everybody who joined us this morning. And uh, we are, yeah, we're here. Uh, I'm coming to you this morning from the historic Safari Inn in Burbank, California. And it's a wonderful time capsule. Wait till you see pictures of their beautiful, beautiful sign they've got here. It's a real showpiece. That, it's, that in itself is almost worth the price of admission. Guys, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, you know, that's, that's what I do. Telling people where to go and sharing America's story. Well, we'll do this again next week, 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. And uh, look forward to the visit. And meantime, send me your questions, uh, call-ins. Next week, we're going to do something really special. We've got uh, Court Stevens from Chicago is going to be our guest on the program. And uh, he's a uh, Chevy Monte Carlo enthusiast. And he has a real interesting program he's put together called CD Showcase. And I think you're going to find Court very, very interesting. hes I've known him for quite a few years, met him on Route 66 trip. He came out through Arizona. And he's a most fascinating and inspirational young man. Uh, Nolan, I'm really glad you could join us. I'd like to hear more about uh, how your work's going on that Route 66 suite. Get some updates. Mr. Keith, I will probably be seeing you in Kingman on the 21st, I assume. Very good, Miss Maggie. How's the weather up in Michigan? 
Now, here it's another one of those miserable, warm, sunshiny days. I don't know how much of this a person can put up with. Makes it hard to find something to complain about. You guys take care, and until uh, we meet again, my friends, via Candios and Adios, we'll see you next week. Invite your friends. Let's make a party out of this thing. Take care, my friends.